So I know on this podcast, we talk a lot, all things go-getter, getting things done, reaching your goals, all of those things. But we also talk about tapping into your feminine flow. And I haven't had an episode yet where we really dive into the difference between your masculine and your feminine energies and how to find balance and rhythm between the two. So today's episode is with a dear good friend of mine. Her name is Erica Hep. She's absolutely amazing. She's a master at helping women find confidence to reclaim their worth. And also she's huge on manifesting your dream life, just like me. She's the CEO of the Fearless Feminine Project. So Erica is like a goddess. She's a feminine goddess. She knows how to tap into her feminine flow. Whereas I am obviously, as most of you guys might know, I'm a little bit more in my divine masculine. So in this episode, we have a conversation and we give you guys tips and tricks to finding balance, to being a go-getter, but also to fearlessly owning your life with balancing both energies. I won't lie, this episode is a little bit longer, you guys, but it's 100% worth it. So grab a coffee, a tea, get comfortable. Maybe you're on a walk. Get your walk on, girl, and we'll see you at the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Welcome back to the Go Getter Girl podcast. I am your host, Rach Marie, founder of Go Getter Girl Company, the Go Getter Girl Planner, online coach, and your BFF. This is your go to podcast to add a little bit of sparkle to your week and allow you to become a go getter and make your dreams your reality. I am an expert obsessed with helping you take action to create your dream life and help you become the ultimate go getter in your life, business, and goals. From mindset mastery, personal development, and entrepreneur tricks and tips, get ready for solo casts from me and interviews from some of the best guest experts I know to support you in our mission, your mission to plan your life and dreams like a go-getter. So if you're ready, sisters, let's do the dang thing. Here's the deal. Here is the real deal, you guys. We have to start starting our episodes with this fact that the Go-Getter Girl Planner is officially launched. And if you don't have your hands on my planner, are we even friends? Why are you listening every single week if you haven't tried the Go-Getter Girl Planner? You think that these podcasts help you, and obviously they do. But the Go-Getter Girl Planner is going to help you up-level your life in so many ways and plan your life and dreams like a go-getter. We have such a high-quality product, and I know you will absolutely love it. Our Go-Getter Girl Planner is here to take over the world, and we already have sold over 600 planners, and that is incredible. Thank you to you all. That being said, go to www.gogettergirlco.com and use code FOUNDER, F-O-U-N-D-E-R, off of your purchase today on me, Go-Getter, because I want to see you using our planner. I want to see you organize, prioritizing your life and your dreams and your goals and all the things. You can't beat it with our planner. Seriously, the reviews have been incredible. So that being said, tag me when you get your planner, let me know and use my discount code. Let's get into the episode. Yay. Hi, Erica. How are you, girl? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. I am so excited to be on your show. Also have you on my show today to talk all about things feminine versus masculine and getting into a good balance of both. Yes, I'm super excited because obviously like we've come from backgrounds of bodybuilding both and 
very much in the masculine when it comes to how we operate. So I think it's going to be amazing, especially for our listeners to just see how to operate in both masculine and feminine when it comes to business and life in general. Yeah, I love that. I feel like honestly, since I stepped out of the bodybuilding world, it's so funny because I never, I haven't even talked about it. I don't even know if I've mentioned it on my podcast yet. So Fun fact, yes, I used to do bodybuilding competitions and same here. Yeah, we were like very much so deep in that, like obsessed. I mean, that was our life, like, right? I mean, that was our Mm -hmm. goal constantly striving for, which, which in Mm -hmm. a way, like, shows a lot about our personalities. Like, we're really disciplined, we're go getters, obviously. But it's so funny because now we're both like, I'll never compete again, right? Right, 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 right. Exactly. I was like, will you? (laughs) <laughs> I should say I won't ever say never to something because I never know what's going to happen down the line. However, in the near future and in the future over the hill or whatever the hell you want to call it, it's, yeah. it doesn't look very promising. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Yes. So Erica's like an expert in stepping into like your feminine flow, listening to your body when you need to rest, like doing what feels good to you. And so I think a lot of people listening, I know on my podcast, probably don't know what we mean by like feminine versus masculine. So I'd yeah. love for you to like tell us what that exactly means to start. Yeah. Within each individual, there is the masculine and the feminine energies. So if you think about that symbol, that is a circle with half black, half white, that is the yang and the yin energy. And the yang energy is the masculine, which is the go-getter girl. And the yin energy is more of the feminine, which is the fearless feminine project. And within that, you have different ways of operating. And so the feminine energy is just like Rachel said, more about flow, more about ease, more about creativity and calling in opportunities and abundance. Whereas in the masculine is very much about go hard, go home, do the thing and make sure that you don't let shit get in your way. You just do it. But the beauty in that is in order to create from the feminine, you have to also operate in the masculine. And because I can't just sit here and be woo-woo and say that things are just going to flow to me because I think about them and I manifest them and I'm now all of a sudden going to grow this big, lavish business. Yeah. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Right? Like you got to do something. You got to put forth the effort. And so I think what we're going to – really show you today is how you can mend those two worlds and to know, yes, because we do, you know, speak into go-getter girl and the fearless feminine, it doesn't mean we're fully far off in those and we don't, we don't tap into the others. We just want to show you what perspective and what the perspectives are and how to operate from those. Yeah. I love that. I think, well, obviously you guys probably know, like Erica's whole program is, you know, all about being fearlessly feminine. Yeah. Yeah. Fearless feminine project. So she's obviously, I would say more in her like feminine, like that's her thing. And unfortunate, I don't want to say unfortunately, because I know it's like a blessing at the same time that I have the ability to like be in that masculine, but something I'm trying to be better at is like stepping into my feminine more and more and more. But I was going to say, I'm obviously probably more in my feminine compared to Erica. And when you combine the two of us, it would be awesome. We'd be like <laughs> the perfect combination. 2021 conference. 
Yes, I like, really need a conference to happen like now. But Erica's speaking. Uh-huh. I had her speak in my last program and I was so fascinated by it. And so I think that you, you know, you do need both. Obviously, like you said, you can't just want like just hang out all day and be, oh, like I just want to go mm-hmm. walk nature today because yeah. <laughs> then her business goals might not happen or the, like checking boxes off and, and things like that. And so I guess like to start, like, do you think we could give them some signs of right now, how they can tell if they're probably someone who's more in their masculine or someone that's more in their feminine. So they can kind of like get that radar going. Yeah. Yeah. To give them kind of awareness around it. I always start to say creating that awareness. And I'm sure that's what you give your clients too, in terms of the awareness around what's not working. If you have the awareness around I'm complacent, life doesn't have to be this way. I don't have to live in a discomfort of something I don't like and I don't enjoy. That's the beauty when it comes to making any sort of change is the awareness. I'll go into the awareness of or understanding what that looks like. So for me and Rachel, both being in coming from the bodybuilding world, it was very much about the masculine. And a lot of times the reason why I'm so admin about the feminine is because that's all I knew how to operate in was the masculine. That's all I knew. I thought like when it came to creation, I thought it was you control everything. You control your outcomes. You show up from a place of resistance, of contraction when you're in the masculine. And that's all I knew how to operate in. And for me, that looked like controlling my eating habits, controlling my workout habits, controlling everyone around me. And to speak to that really quick, there are two separate portions of the feminine and of the masculine. There is the divine feminine and the wounded feminine, and there is the divine masculine and the wounded masculine. So the way that Rachel operates in her masculine is from the you know, the divine masculine and you want to bring it into a place of divine masculine, divine feminine, if that makes sense. So when it comes to the two, you have the wounded feminine that looks like hopelessness, victimhood, disconnected to your emotions, repressed truth. So you kind of fear speaking up. You have feelings of unworthiness, weak boundaries, kind of codependency, maybe body shame, difficulty with sexual intimacy, a people pleaser, the need to over explain. But on the other hand, when it comes to those divine feminine attributes, which is where it's great to create from. It's great to have relationships from. That is that radiance, the free flowing aspects of you that's connected to love and open heart, creativity, very connected to your sexuality and sensuality. You're in tune with your body. You're vulnerable. You trust that opportunities and clients and relationships and love is going to come into your life. And you have this like sense of tenderness and compassion. So that's the divine feminine versus the wounded feminine. And then when it comes to masculine attributes, the divine masculine looks very present, structured, supported, a leader, very grounded, very logical, direction-based, holds space for the people that they support, the people in their lives, has is decisive and has a very clear purpose. So if you're listening to Rachel on her podcast, you'll know that all of those attributes align with her, right? When it comes to wounded masculine attributes, that looks like the flighty, the noncommittal, struggles to be present, aggressive and overcompensates, guarded, forcefully trying to make things work, and really has and maybe struggles with physical pain. 
So that's kind of the perspective and the awareness you can see around where you're operating from when it comes to those divine or those energies. Yeah, I think it's so fascinating. I had, and I feel like on my podcast, I'll mention here and there like feminine versus masculine. But if you asked me a year ago what that meant, I would be like, what are you talking about? I had a right. I had a reading done with, she was a speaker a few weeks ago, Paige Kane. You guys would like, you guys would be friends. But yeah. she she told me, like, this was in 2019. She's like, in 2020, you're going to be so in your feminine. And I was, she's like, you're going to be, like, trying that out more and, like, getting more into your feminine side. And I was thinking, like, what are you talking about? And I told my friend Megan, you know, Megan Harriman, just shouting everyone out for all those ads. <laughs> 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 But Megan was like, you and you're feminine? Like, you know, it was like a joke because I'm so obviously in my masculine in, in a good way. But like, she was like, really? I don't, I don't foresee that. But it did come true. And I've learned to like really step back from work when I need to and not always worry about like the how and learn that it's just yeah. fine. Like it's going to work out because I always like to have a plan, you know, obviously with the planner. But I like, <laughs> yeah. I like to have Plug. a plan. <laughs> yeah, at Go Get a Girl Co. I always like to have a plan for the future. But lately, I've just been trying to be like, it'll come to me. Like, it'll work out. I'll figure it out. So I think that's probably the hard thing for women to balance. It's like we're usually in one or the other, you know? Yeah. And I think, too, speaking to that, didn't your planner idea come when you were out having a good time, kind of like not sitting at your desk, not being so like, this is what's happening? Yeah. yeah like most things, like most transitions weren't like I was sitting at my desk like, okay, what is like Rachel's next big idea? That's definitely not how it happened. And I know you agree to this, but the sooner like we are open to change and like wanting to up level and connected to like source or whatever you believe in, then that's when I noticed doors started opening of like, this is like your golden, like this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I mean, yeah, there's a lot of masculine that goes into being an entrepreneur, which I'm sure like you, you see parts of it that, yeah. It's like, you know, and I think with e-commerce, I'm getting kind of like, I was in my feminine and now I'm like noticing that it's really hard for me to like get back to that because it's so fast paced. It's so much like what's coming in six months. It's a lot of that and a lot of pressure. And I think that I've noticed, I've caught myself because now I'm aware. So awareness, like you said, so important, but Mm -hmm. I think it's hard when we're in certain phases of life, like if that woman thing yeah. was like, I just had twins and you know what I mean? Like she's in that phase of life where her life is just busier. Yeah. And I think that's such a huge point. And you pointed out a couple things there too, is like the feminine is the sit back. The feminine is the one that allows and doesn't need to know the next step. The thing that you hit on the, like the nail on the head was the feminine is not needing to know the how not needing to know how you're going to get there, but knowing kind of foreseeing where you want to go. And then also speaking to the seasons, the ebbs and flows within, you know, spiritual law, the seven basic laws of the universe, there is that understanding of the ebbs and the flows. So knowing that sometimes you do need to root harder down in the masculine. If you're trying to say, create a course or figure out what you're going to do in terms of the planner, that's going to be a lot of hard work a lot of sitting down, a lot of like a lot of like planning and strategizing and being strategic 
is yeah. going to be that masculine. And then, you know, you say you, you do all of that and then you sit back and you allow the universe to bring you the people that are going to purchase the planner. So they're going to sign up for your course or is going to be the ones that are, yeah, just trusting in the universe and that, that they or source or whatever you call it, that you'll be brought or guided to um, your next step or the people that are supposed to be divinely aligned with your coaching or your e-commerce. So yeah, the ebbs and flows. Yeah, I know. I think the trust is like huge in that abundance mindset. I ask so many of my guests this question, but I have to ask you, obviously, I don't ask everyone, Mm -hmm. but what do you do if like, I know for me, if I'm in like a very positive state, I'm feeling abundant. I'm like, things are working for me. I'm feeling good about it. But then if I have a really like not great day or not great, like, you know, let's say like my sales were like not, we got zero sales that day for go getter. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But then I've learned to like, remember it's okay. Like we're good. But what do you do in that, those situations? Like, do you ever have days where you start to like thought spiral or get into scarcity mindset? Like, do you still struggle with that? I'm sure as a human you do, but like, how do you work through it? Ooh, yes. Actually, that you bring that up. It's an ebb and flow, I feel like, as an entrepreneur, going into that ups and downs of like, fuck yeah, I'm on top of the world. Everyone's like signing up or wants discovery calls or I'm impacting and I'm making great change. And then there's some days when you're just not in the flow. My thing, and this has come up a lot recently in terms of just my life is exponentially growing, but then there's huge spouts of uh, struggle or things I need to get over. The thing that I'm sitting with now is how can I be okay in the emptiness? Mm-hmm. And what that means is we're always reaching for things. We're always striving for goals. We're really happy when we have a beautiful decorated spot or we have a plan or our body's looking a specific way. Like we're always on that heightened state, right? But where can you find the turn on or the bliss in the struggle? And I'm reading this book right now. It's called Existential Kink. And it's doesn't, is not what it sounds like, but it's basically looking at your struggles or reoccurring patterns in your life. So for women that are listening who are struggling with disordered eating or overeating, women whose finances are maybe never where they want and they can only make a specific amount of money a month, women who seem to attract the same friendships or the same relationships. In our subconscious, there is something within you that is wanting or craving that. And whether you know it or not, you look, maybe your conscious is like, I don't want that screwed up relationship or I don't want to feel in the lack mindset somewhere in your subconscious. You're wanting that that's based on some sort of pattern that has occurred up to this point in your life. So learning to play with, or like get off on the things that we deem as shameful as we are, we feel guilty for, we're embarrassed about learning to like create that euphoric sense that you feel when everything's going well in place where everything is going to the shitter, if that makes sense. So for me, money has always been like this. I can create it, but I also, it's like this underlying, once I have it, I just want to spend it all. So if I didn't have an accountant or someone on those lines, like drain the bank account, drain the bank account is like my pattern. And there's something in my subconscious that like gets off or gets like, enthused by the like the 
scarcity and it's like a, this game. It's like, I like the adventure. So instead of looking at myself as like, Oh, here I am financially again, I've started to look at it from this place of like laughter. Like it's kind of, yeah. Like you, like, it's like you find this like symphony in the struggle and then that starts to dissipate the struggle because you're not putting so much shame and guilt and anger around the struggle. You're actually starting to like lift it up and then it starts to dissipate the negativity around it. Cause like what you resist persists that whole quote. So if you're resisting the lack mindset or you're resisting the negative relationships, then they're just going to continue to come and come and come. The more you can be like, ha ha ha, this is a game. Let's play. That's when it starts to like shift your mindset around these things we deem as guilty or as shameful or as embarrassing. So sitting with the emptiness and playing with the challenge, I guess would be the short term to that answer. No, I love that. I think I've been in like, and I think it's because we have like a baseline of how we usually are. And so like, if we're off on that like level, we think something's wrong with that and we want to like fix that and we want to get out of that. And something one of my friends told me a long time ago, and I don't know why it's really stuck with me, but she's like, why do you think that just because you have one off day that the next day means you're back at it? Like, it means you're going to be fine. She's like, what if you wanted more time than that? Like, what if like your mind wants a rest, Rach? Like, you know, cause I'm so in that masculine and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? I'm used to like having an off day, having the weekend and then being ready to like love my life because obviously I talk about living this fulfilled life and, you know, being happy to wake up every morning. And I'm like, why am I not happy to wake up every morning? You know? And it's because my body like really wanted rest. And so something in this like season, I guess, of where it does feel a little bit more stressful, I've been trying to allow myself to like sleep in later and allow myself to not be frustrated with myself for like wanting to sleep later or for not wanting to go to the gym or, you know what I mean? Like I've been trying to give myself like a permission slip for that, but it's not like easy to do. And so I think I've actually been trying to do what you just said, which is almost like find enjoyment out of the like discomfort. And so I keep telling myself like, listen, like this is actually really cool that you're tired because you built this amazing company and you get to take the day off and lighter if you want, because you have your own job, you know? And I've like kind of tried to spin it and like make it more enjoyable, like work from bed if I want to or feel like I need to instead of being like, wow, you're such a bum for working in bed all day. You know what I mean? So I've tried to find enjoyment, which is very weird for me, right? Like I'm not used to that. I want to walk into my office, my coffee and be like hyper. But the days that I'm not, I've learned to just like have those days, but then find like the advantage in those days. Yes, that's exactly, (laughs) exactly it. And it's like finding that excitement in the struggle, like making it as if like, like you just, yeah, I read, it was an example is like finding the symphony, like paying attention to like making it like a violin and this like beautiful orchestra in soundings instead of like woe is me and so like just like you said like being like fuck yeah I get to work in bed this is like what I've created and to put that into perspective now and there's a lot of times where people fear the softening people fear softening into the feminine because the masculine is how we're taught in a patriarchal society it's totally normal we're taught work harder do more and that's how you'll achieve because my mom growing up I was she was an accountant 
So she worked at a point like 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks on the weekends. And that's what I saw. She would, I could remodel my bedroom when I wanted. She would remodel her house. Like, and she was a a hard ass worker. And that's what I thought. And so people fear softening. I feared it. And it's been this, I guess, push and pull and resistance towards the feminine for, I would say about two years ago for like a year, it was really hard for me. But the fear of softening, I like to put this example. So your small self says, I've worked so hard. I've seen success. So I'll just keep that like, go hard, go home mentality. Your higher self is like, I know there has to be an easier, more enjoyable way, but I'm scared because I know this kind of works. Then your highest self is like, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I will do it my best with all sorts of ease. And like another example is like people become weak by embracing my femininity. Like, no way. I'm so here to be powerful and make crazy change. Your higher self is like, I do feel slightly disconnected to myself. I am getting a little bit exhausted or burnt out, but I won't give up. And then you're here. <laughs> yeah. And then you're highest, you know? <laughs> like, are you in my head? Like, what? Like, everything you just said literally is like the exact legit thoughts that I have throughout the day. Like, can this be easier though? Like, what can I do to like make it feel easier? Because right now things do feel hard but I can't explain it sometimes like I'm like but it's not that hard like what do I really have to do today but then I fight with myself because I'm like but you could do that because it could escalate this and you know whatever it's like that whole thought of like the fighting so I think I'm almost in what you just said you were in like what two years ago where it's like I know that I could probably figure out some sort of way to like step back and also achieve the same result so I've been like testing that out but it just doesn't, yeah. feel, it does not feel natural. And I think for some women listening, they're probably like, okay, must be nice for you guys. Cause like you work for yourself, but what about, what about us over here? You know, that have a boss telling us what to do, et cetera. So like, how can we help, you know, that woman with obviously tips on productivity, but then like also giving herself space for her and like her time. Yeah. So let me just finish the last portion of that is like my highest self. So your small self is like, you know, I don't want to become weak by embracing femininity. I'm here to be powerful. Your higher self is like, I feel slightly disconnected and a little bit exhausted and burnt out, but I won't give up. But your highest self is like, girl, I'm ready to release the goddess in me and own my full womanhood while creating the life of my dreams. And so not being afraid to embody that feminine. So just to finish that little thought out there. But when it comes to the fear around stepping into the feminine, when it comes to any woman, right? Just to put an example in terms of a monetary example, when I was operating in my masculine, I was making definitely not uh, like 10 over 10 K. And as I started operating more in the feminine, more and more and more from March, which was this year of March until now, I have increased my income in the feminine 375% month to month. And so with that being said, last month was probably the, in August was probably the laziest month I've had lazy quote unquote, because I still do the work in terms of internal work and that type of stuff. But I had my highest month last month. My accountant texted me, actually I think we share accountants maybe, but um, she texted me and she was like, girl, you had the best month last month. What were you doing? And I was like playing a lot, 
hanging out with this guy, having a good time, waking up later. <laughs> and she's like, well, fuck, keep doing that. Like, <laughs> so that's just like a small example there. I totally didn't forget about your question, but I just wanted to show an example of like, it's not scary yeah. to step into the feminine. Like, it will still be there if you believe it and you, like, water your garden enough like that it stays blooming and growing. Yeah, and then people are attracted to the flow, the ease, the lack of um, force. People are attracted to that. So they want to embody that or be around that, like, free-flowing, very easygoing energy when it comes to that feminine, I guess you'd say. So... Like for people that do have a corporate job and are trying to, and have a boss, you know, and they're trying to embrace a little bit of their feminine, I would say first, which is probably what you speak to is like looking at why are you still at the job? Do you love it? Does it light up your soul? Do you feel like it's fulfilling and you can step into your purpose? Then amazing then you can start to trickle in small things like maybe taking daily pleasure breaks. So maybe that's at lunchtime, you spend 10 minutes going outside and going for a little nature walk. Maybe you dance a little bit in the morning and shake your booty and get that energy flowing because then new ideas will come to you and surface. Maybe that's creating more play during the work. So obviously like if you're, you know, having to be super focused, I'm not saying like to have a jam sesh, but So just find how you can create more play throughout your day so you're not a weekend warrior running for the weekend, working for the weekend. Yeah. I was listening to something last night and it said, you probably know this person, but they were saying Wednesdays, which I've actually started doing too. Wednesdays are like my chill. If I want to sleep in day, I do. She was saying that's like her goddess day where she only does things that she wants to like coming out of a place of want and she takes like bubble baths all day and like it's like a her day. And I feel like so many of us are like on autopilot because I was talking about this too, but like the other day having options, like I think me and you have a lot of options, right? Because at the end of the day right now, we're making our own schedule. We're kind of making our own choices. No one's really telling us, Erica, you have to launch that program Tuesday. Whereas Mm -hmm. some women who are still in like a nine to five or just any other type of profession, they might feel like, well, I don't have like options like that, but it's one, like creating, having more enjoyable moments, like you were just saying, but two, asking yourself, like, is that what you really want? And I feel like some people don't know that answer, but have this like whole new perspective of do you want a life that provides you a lot of options? I thought that was like an interesting spin on it because if you really think about it, like you don't have to become an entrepreneur for that to happen. But it's like, if your life isn't presenting options for you, like if you don't feel like you have enough choice or say, or to protect your own mind and body, then I feel like that's an interesting thing to look at because we, a lot of us sit in what we have and complain about our circumstances, but it's like, we're actually creating that reality and how can we change that and create more options and choices for ourselves, you know? Yeah. I love that you spoke to that because I was in the elevator. This girl said, Oh, I'm looking for a new job. And she was talking to someone else. I was obviously eavesdropping and (laughs) she was talking about how she's looking for a new job. And he's like, well, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, the only job options I got are this, this, and this, but they all require me to go into the office And she goes, but I refuse to be told when I'm supposed to work. So I only 
look for options that allow me to work from home so I can go to the gym at two o'clock in the afternoon. And I thought that was a cool perspective because I was like, okay, she doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. She doesn't want to have her own business, but she is creating those options for herself. And so she's really putting out to the universe that I'm only going to accept this. This is my so-called baseline or these are my circumstances. My, what are those called? Standards. Like this is my expect. Yeah. Standards. Yeah. This, these are my standards and that's like, I'm not going to accept anything less than that. And I think that's like a cool perspective. And I think this is like a good little segue into like operating in the masculine is like knowing how like you speak to like creating the life that you want and to not really putting up with the complacency. How can someone who is maybe in a corporate job that they want to become an entrepreneur or someone that is in, say, a job, they still want to be in corporate or whatever, work for someone else, but they want to create more, something that they enjoy. What's like the first thing that they can do to start to create the life that they wake up so excited and just like filled with invigoration every day? Yeah, I love, you know, I love that question. So <laughs> a lot of the women I work with, I, I don't know how this happened. This just happened because alignment, I guess, and it was like meant for me, but like a lot of women that I work with, they start as life coaching clients. Like I got a question the other day. It was Rachel, do you only work with entrepreneurs? And I was like, no, like I, no, <laughs> like I work with a lot of women that work, you know, as teachers, nurses, nine to fives, whatever, but through coaching and through clarity, they've realized that they have like passion projects or aspirations in there and dreams that might involve some entrepreneurial, like, I guess, aspects like a podcast, a book or in- impacting others. And I think a lot of women have that feeling of like, they want to impact others, but they don't know what that means to them. And so first off, I just want to say if they're listening and they do work another job, you 100% can build the future that you want because everyone starts at zero. And a lot of us are like, well, if I don't have experience, can I do that? Or if I've already been working corporate for like 10, 20, 30 years, can I do that? And everyone started by just doing it. Like we wouldn't have the things that we have unless people figured it out, took risks, all those things. And so the first step I would say is the clarity. It's like getting really aware, like Erica said earlier, getting really aware, figuring out, are you really happy? Like, is this the future? If we were talking about a dream world, that's my step for you. It's what would you do in that dream world? What would, you know, 10 year old you say when someone asks you, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know? And I think we all lost that vision because we got used to what we've been doing and I get it. I was in a completely different profession only two years ago two and a half years ago, maybe. I don't even know. But yeah, like, and I, this is my plan. Like this is, I went to school for this. Like this is what I have to do. And I was facing that resistance. And, and in a way it was like, I maybe was so in my masculine that I wasn't letting like what I really wanted come in. And what I really wanted was, I didn't really know at that time, but I knew that was not it. And so asking myself, (laughs) my dream, you need to ask yourself, step one, this is the main step is like, what is your dream reality? Where would you be working? Who would you be spending time with? Where would you be living? And I don't want to hear about, but I, but I can't because, because this is dream world. This is, there's no obligations tying you to where you are. There's nothing holding you back. Money's like everywhere, right? Like you have nothing holding you back. What would you be doing? And I think when you answer that question for yourself, it's really a shame that like so many of us aren't living the life we want 
because time is flying by. It's almost 2021. It's almost weird how fast time goes. It's really weird. Right. And so obviously I think we're around the same age. I'm 25 and turning 26 Mm -hmm. and it's like, where do you, you know, and and age doesn't matter anyways. Like you can be 50, 40, whatever, but I'm just saying like time is going like before we know it, we're going to be, I'm going to be 40 years old or whatever. And it's like asking yourself, where do you want to be in like 10 years from now? And it's your only life, you know? And I think that so many of us aren't happy where we are, but we aren't taking a second to ask ourselves what we could change because we think we're just stuck and we're not. Yes. And that's like, (laughs) no, (laughs) mic drop. I feel like (laughs) that's such a good way to put it is like, I always use too, like from the feminine perspective, what would you do if you were fully supported, fully supported by nothing could go wrong. The universe always had your back and you were, you know, and I think something that came to me while you were speaking was this idea that we put ourselves in this box. And this is what I've been speaking to with my mastermind clients is if we're in a corporate job, we think that that's the, the route that we have to go. And if we want to start doing a passion project that that's like out of the box, people in corporate, like only work for someone else. Like that's out of the box. I can't do that. Or if we are on this like path of spirituality, we don't think that we can like, you know, shake our booties and twerk and also like want to have money because it's, we're spirit. Like, it's like we put ourselves in these boxes that we don't need to put ourselves in and things don't have to look a specific way. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost is, but this is what I went to school for. So I have to do this. This is what my family does. So I have to do this, or this is what X, Y, and Z look like. So I have to perform and look like this, or this is how someone portrays me, like say in the bodybuilding world, this is how I was portrayed as this fitness guru, as someone who was like, you know, this, that, and the other. And I can't like gain weight or I can't speak about body positivity because this is what I was. And it was like that box is like your prison or your handcuffs and you're basically stopping yourself from any sort of life that you want or any sort of exponential growth or something bigger that you even have no idea of. Like for Rachel, she didn't know she was going to create these planners. For me, I didn't know I was going to ever be doing a mentorship and mastermind for women to like create what they want to create. Like, you don't ever know. It's just the first step that makes the biggest difference. Yeah. We didn't know we'd be on this podcast. I mean, a year ago I was on a different podcast and I never thought I'd have a one called go get a girl. Like, you know, it just like happens. It unravels when you're like, first of all, in touch two on your path. So like, if you're not on your true path right now, like doors might not be your, either they're opening and you're not opening them. You're not walking through or like, they're going to stay shut because you're shut off. Like you are complaining. You are draining your energy every day. Like you're staying in that box Erica's talking about. And so like these opportunities might not be opening until you say like, I'm ready to experiment. I'm ready to see what I'm, what I want. And you have that conversation with yourself and you have the belief in yourself. And I, I love the example of even JK Rowling, like the Harry Potter author, you know, she was, I think, they always say like she was had like no money and like she had no other past experience being an author and she developed these books and went for it. And now she's like the first billionaire woman author or whatever. And, you know, we all think, well, like she already had it made. I'm sure she grew up in a family with authors or like had an opportunity or had an easy situation. But the truth is like, she didn't, she just did it. And I think that's something else. Like, I feel like this episode could be like four hours because we could just talk. But- <laughs> 
I'm sure you agree that like people think that people living their dream life, like had it easy, like, Oh, her parents probably gave her hundred grand to like start the business or, you know, like she just grew up having that easy. And it's usually like nine times out of 10, not the case. Like they took their life into their hands actually. (laughs) Yeah, exactly that. And I think too, it's like, I think that's why what gets me frustrated, not frustrated, like frustrated from a place of love when it comes to when I get on the phone with clients and they really want to create this new life or they're really, they've been in this stagnation or this like self-loathing for years and years and years. And I'm like, okay, well, let's invest. Let's like, let's take the next step to become that next version of you. And holy shit. Yes. It's scary to invest six, seven, eight thousand dollars or whatever it may be in coaching, but you'll always get it back in return. It'll always come to you. The universe rewards when you take leaps of faith. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I know. And I get what you mean about the frustration thing. Cause it's like, we're not actually mad at you, but it's like, there's only so much we can do. And I think that I have the same women watching my stories every day, the same women who are probably listening to this podcast right now. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to make the change. Like next week I'm investing in the go-getter mentality or for your program, I'm investing in the project. Right. And then the opportunity comes and they shut the door and the opportunity comes again and they shut the door and it's like, you're not letting me down. You're letting you down and you're letting yourself down over and over again. And I feel like we're like me and you are in a way like we're wise in the way of, we know what they're doing to themselves. Like we know they're just like prolonging their destiny over here. And we're like, Hey, I can help you so much. But it's like any program we know would help them because it's like what you just said, like the law of attraction, like all those things. But yeah, it's that resistance of like, they probably have a lot of wounded, right? Like something and it's causing them to not take that step. But I find that Mm -hmm. people finally take the step when it's like they've reached that breaking point. But it's like, why do we have to wait till we're at that point? Like, why can't we just choose to be better? Like starting when we're not at our breaking point. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing. It's like, like I said, again, like the frustration comes again, as you're speaking to like comes from love. It comes from like, I did it my circumstance was not a, this perfect circumstance. Like I feel like I've never been comfortable until I'm starting to get comfortable now in terms of like finances and taking leaps of faith and stuff. Like I've done it at every single time I was still uncomfortable. I've done it when I was like, Ooh, I don't know how I'm going to invest in this $15,000 coaching program. I don't know how I'm going to um, invest in a business coach and a self-development coach at the same time. Like, but I figured it out and everything's figure outable. And I, I commend a lot of the women in my groups because they'll come and they're like, ah, steep. I don't know. And I'm like, and they're, a lot of them are like coming to, you know, self-develop or find their, their purpose or build businesses. And I'm like, it's going to come back to you. And it does. It so does, but they come with it. Like, I don't know where the money's coming from. I'm like, don't worry. It's totally fine. I'm, I'm here to support you out of love and we'll do what it takes to make sure that you don't stay in that stagnation, in that place where you are loathing. But I think what like comes in is like a frustration just comes from like, ah, if you just did it, I know you'd be supported. And I, I, cause it's like as coaches, we're visionaries, right? So we, we see far, we see far beyond what the clients can see. And so we're like, ah, I see what's over here for you, but yes, you got to get out of your way first because I can't like feed yeah. you. you know? I think that, yeah, it's because we have that intuition of like, they're meant for so much more. Like we know 
And like, I always use this example and I feel like I don't ever mean offense to it. And I'm just going to say it. I feel like some of us on this planet are meant for a lot. Like we're meant for more. Like we're meant to be leaders. We're meant to like make this giant impact. We're all meant for something, right? But I do think there's like this group of us, like a big group, I don't know, lots of people on this planet that are meant for more. Like they have this like, I think we all have it in us though, like to be meant mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. really large. Yeah, because we're all one. We're all yeah. one. So we all are connected. Have it. But then I think like some of us are given that like little like, like little like spark, like this little idea of like, hey, like I think you need to like, you know, you feel it in your gut that you're like meant for it, right? Like you can just, mm-hmm. you have that intuition. You're like, holy shit. Like I know I'm meant for something large on this planet. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Those are the women that I'm like, or people or whatever. I'm, I'm like, I want you to like act on it. Like that yeah. you have footprint to live, like to leave. And I think everyone has it. It's just like, it's going to ding at your door at a certain point that like, Hey, you're meant for something like a lot bigger. And it's like, we got to answer the door. Yeah. It's that soul's, that soul's whisper. Yeah. Yes. And like going back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast, like talking with you right now, it's like, yeah, like maybe I had a rough week or you had a rough week or whatever, but it's like sitting here having this conversation. It's like, but holy shit, like we're here. And like, we could have been working that I could be at work right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. My old job getting bit by kids right now that like, and I love them, but it was a hard work. It was hard. It was a hard environment to like be in. And I knew I didn't want that for the rest of my life, but I don't know. Anyways, that was just like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally true. And I think like kind of reeling it back into the masculine and the feminine, like the divine feminine is that soul's whisper, that creative aspect of you. And I just spoke about like our sacral chakra, where that's the creator, that's the womb wisdom in yeah. male in female. We both have that womb wisdom and that's that intuitive whisper. That's that understanding that we're all made for more. We're all one. We're all connected. And we're all worthy. Our worth is within us. It's only the things that we that happen to us as we grow up and that kind of we start to put shields up or we you know develop shadows that we block ourselves. So when it comes to I would say like maybe we can end it with reeling it back in knowing that like the masculine and feminine are both necessary. So in order to create change, which we just kind of spoke to at the end of this episode was you have to, you have to have the awareness. You have to understand that it does take work. You do have to have an idea that you act on, but then also being able to sit back and trust and know that you don't need to know the how, how am I going to get to a life full of freedom where I make my own schedule, where I impact people. You don't need to know that how necessarily it just takes that first step. That first leap of faith was, is the masculine. And so bringing like the go-getter girl and the fearless feminine project together is like goal setting, know your goals, know what you're trying to achieve, know that life that you want down the line. And then for the feminine, dance, play, receive, take nature walks, be creative, connect to your body, really own your creative juices and mend those worlds together. And that's what's going to create this or birth, I should say from a feminine aspect, birth this idea or this life that you fucking love waking up to every day, nine days out of 10, because they're going to be one day off or so. But I think like, What would you say is like, from your perspective, a little tip or words of advice you can, you can give them from a masculine perspective? I would say if, cause I know someone's already, cause I have that masculine mindset over here. I'm like, I know what, from what you just said, they're thinking like, 
okay, but like, what am I going to do? Like they, they, they want to release the how, but they're like, but shit, like I need something. Right. So I would say like from the masculine, like you're not going to know exactly how, and like, you're not going to know the end route you're going to, like you might think you do, but like you probably don't right now, but the best thing you can do is come up with like some rough like action plan or something. Right. Like, and then trusting that like it will fall into place. But when I wanted to launch like the planners, like you're not going to know how I had no clue how, what I did was I took out, I, I was in the car and had a laptop with me and I took out the laptop and I was so creative. I was in that like mood. And I just like put everything that I knew I would need to do to move the needle. So like, I just made a list of like all the tasks I know I would need to do not in a certain order, but that I knew of. So write down what you know, and then try to build out like the best sort of action plan that you can towards that goal. But like then tying Erica in and like giving yourself forgiveness and knowing that you probably won't know everything and that's okay. And it will come and you'll figure everything out because you will and trusting that. But I think like the action plan, like trying at least is the masculine piece I have of strategy, try to strategize and try to come up with the plan so that you can manifest it and you can actually check off some boxes so that you know you're moving towards it. Yeah, I love that. Super hard, like factual information that you know you need to do is how you're going to create, right? Is like making lists, making spreadsheets, like knowing what that is. And then from the feminine perspective, um, I'm going to give you seven ways you can lead from the feminine, which is develop an intimate relationship with your body intuitively move your body. So don't give yourself this like rigid structure. If one day you wake up and you want to go roller skating, do it girl, do it guy, whoever's listening. And then three, call in vulnerable love, friendships, relationships, intimacy, love with yourself. Four, use your voice, speak your truth, stand up for what you believe in. Five, listen to your intuition. What is your gut telling you that gut that she was talking about earlier? What is that gut feeling telling you? Six, feel your emotions. Don't try to numb them with food, alcohol, gardening, cleaning, like feel your emotions. And seven is sit into openness and learn to receive. Being able to receive that go-getter mentality, right? You're creating, you're going to be able to receive and reap the benefits of it. So I love that. You do need both. Yeah. You need both, like a hundred percent. And obviously like we're both here for you guys. So if you have questions about combining the two and it's something I'm learning, you know, like I'm learning to tie in the feminine. And I don't know, I didn't get to ask you this, Erica, if you struggle with like the masculine, like tying it in, like making sure you're like doing both. Or if you're like, I finally feel like I'm at harmony. Like I do feel like that, you know? And that's a good question. I would say now I just recently moved into my very own space and I have like my desk set up and that. So I'm learning to be more in the masculine where I was very much free flow. Like my computer, I'd take anywhere and kind of work from coffee shops when I wanted. And now I like have sticky notes all over here and a whiteboard or like a chalkboard in front of me. So it's like knowing that masculine aspect is like, I'm bringing it back into my life. I think I ran from it after bodybuilding for like a while, but yeah, you definitely do need both. So that's a huge question is like, I, I still struggle with it. I'm like, okay, Erica, wake up at this time, sit down and do this, scratch off your to-do list. And then there's a part of me that's like, no, girl, just dance. Just have yeah. a good time. <laughs> I think the cool thing is that I was like, that's what makes us us. So like, if I was like as feminine as Erica, like I wouldn't be Rachel. And if Erica was as divine masculine or whatever, like she wouldn't be as Erica. And that's like the cool thing is because I know her programs are 
awesome. Like she's leading, you know what I mean? With like light and love and probably very calm energy and all those things. And it's awesome. We need Erica, you know what I mean? And, but that's the thing is like, I go and I like watch Rachel's stories because I need a little kick in the ass sometimes. Like I literally am like, all right, I'm feeling like I need a little kick in the ass. Let's go see what Rachel's trying to tell me today. And like, I'm not even kidding. She's like the first person I go to just so I can get that like kick in the pants. So like you definitely need both of those. I like always love to end my episodes by asking, what does it mean to live your life fearlessly? To me? (laughs) Yeah. I think that, I don't know if this is a trick question, but I'm going to go with that. You're never going to be fearless, but doing it anyways. Like you're always going to be scared the first time you do something. The second time you do something, you're never going to know. You're always going to be uncertain, but I think fearless, like the closest you're going to get to it is showing up for yourself anyways and figuring it out as you go. Like you said before, everything is figure outable. So yeah, that was the best. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. No right answer. Don't live in a, don't live in a box, right? (laughs) This was such a fun, we did like a dual episode. So we hope you guys liked it. It wasn't one or the other interview, but we wanted to chat. We've been trying to do this for so long. So yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll have you back on solo, vice versa. And we'll hone in on topic for you guys because there's so much clearly value that (laughs) Erica does have to bring to the Go-Getter podcast. And then I can bring to her podcast as well. So exactly. And so I was going to say, where can you <laughs> know what you're going to say? That was going to be my question. <laughs> I'll go and then you go. Okay. Find me on Instagram at Erica Hep underscore health. That's E-R-I-C-A-H-E-P-P underscore health. And then the Find Your Fearless podcast. So you can find me there. And then my website's almost launching. So that will be healthbyhep.com. And what about you? Awesome. So actually, so my website is, I would say it's outdated at this point. Like I have a landing page that I use more, but it's like a very big mm-hmm. mouthful. So what I'm going to go with is just DM me if you need, I have a free go-getter course. If you're listening, my Instagram's at Rach Marie official, DM me go-getter. I'll give you the link. And then my planner company is called go-getter girl co. That's our Instagram gogettergirlco.com. It will help you actually find that balance. I think, I mean, Erica has the planner, find that balance of feminine versus masculine. I was going to say, if you can see the screen right now, it's right here. (laughs) (laughs) Daily pages to work on gratitude, affirmations, hold space for yourself, but also you get those to-do lists in that planner with your schedule, which helps me so much. So yeah, all good. Hope you guys enjoyed this like different type of episode, little like dual action. So yeah, Yeah. love you. Love you you so much. Thank you. Bye. Go getter. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode and tuning in every single week. It doesn't go unnoticed. And I'm so proud of you for showing up for yourself every episode and putting in that work. That being said, I know you're meant for so much more. And I know that if anyone can do it, it's you. You can go after your big dreams. And I know you have them if you're listening every single week. So that being said, I want to know you. I want to know who is tuning in and I want to help you reach your goals. That being said, text me. Stop what you're doing and text the number 941-740-6319. Text me saying up level now. 
this is your full permission to go all in and give the universe a sign like hey i'm ready i am so freaking ready no matter how scared you are it's your time don't just listen to these episodes every single week let's do something about it text me saying up level now all one word u p l e v e l N-O-W at 941-740-6319 and we will chat soon.